Hello and welcome back to SEMA's podcast. Y'all ready for this? I know it's been a hot minute, but we are back and we are excited and happy new year and welcome to 2022, where I hope and pray that it is better than 2020 <laughs> and 2021. Am I right, Sakili? Yeah. <laughs> We're not even going to qualify that with We're anything else. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Well, we are on to a new year, which means new episodes of your favorite podcast. We're going to go ahead and call it your favorite podcast of y'all ready for this. And this year, we're going to keep you on your toes just a little bit more. We are going to have monthly themes and our podcasts are going to surround those themes because why not? You're an emergency management agency and we have monthly preparedness themes. So today and for our first podcast of 2022, we are going to start off with January's theme Zakili, can you do the honors of telling them what January's theme is? Absolutely. So even though it might have been a little bit warm this January, we are starting off with winter weather preparedness. What? what? Winter weather preparedness. Yes, Zakili, you're 100% right. We started off the new year, at least I did in my home, with my daughter and I both in shorts and a t-shirt because it was 80 degrees. We are talking about winter weather preparedness because immediately following that 80 degree weather, it was 36 the other morning. I had to scrape ice off of my windshield. No. So we're going to talk about some tips of what you can do to be prepared for winter weather. So when you're thinking about winter weather, it's often, you know, well, actually, before we get into that, let's start talking about kind of the risk of, of winter weather here in Chatham County. So I'm getting ahead of myself. Clearly, I'm excited about winter weather preparedness, Sakili. <laughs> and I'm excited to be podcasting again because it's been forever. It's been so a while. It's the risk of, of winter weather here in Chatham County. Sakili, what do you think about that? What do you think about the risk here in Chatham County? So we live in the South and um, we also live in Savannah, which is usually a very warm, pleasant coastal city. So we don't blizzards and snowstorms and things like that aren't usually very common, but we certainly can have winter weather here. People who have been here for a while probably remember a few years ago, we're back in Chatham County, there was actually a state of emergency for a lot of Georgian counties because of severe winter weather conditions that a lot of people may not have felt prepared for. And Chelsea, I know you and I have kind of talked about this offline, but what was it like to be working in emergency management at the time in Georgia, in the South, during uh, this snowfall and severe winter weather conditions? It was, it was, a, it was a bit of a hot mess. I'm going to be honest with you. So <laughs> let's, let's put this in context. I started three weeks before Matthew. Okay. So we had Hurricane Matthew. And then right as we got into 2017, we had this ice storm and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like I just started working here and now we've had a hurricane. We had a tropical storm right before that hurricane. And now we've got a, a winter ice storm. I was like, you, what? But it, I felt like people weren't prepared for it yet. Um, it, it had been many years, I guess, since we had had an ice storm. I had not been here in Chatham County very long, but it was, it was interesting. People were, there were a lot of accidents that were happening people kind of lost their power and they didn't know what to do about that. I mean, I, I feel like people have gotten accustomed to this idea of we don't have any power, which means we don't have any air conditioning, which means it's going to be hot. We can handle it being hot, but what about when you don't have any power and it's, it's cold? cold. Mm -hmm. As a Southerner, I, 
that is, that is difficult for me to manage and to think, what in the world am I going to do if I'm cold? I don't like to be cold, Kaylee. I don't. But I mean, there were even challenges on Interstate 95. I mean, the bridge from South Carolina into Georgia was iced over. And there were a lot of people that were having a hard time, even though it's a very slight incline, people were having a really hard time making that incline and being able to get over into Georgia. And we were, had a lot of phone calls coming in of people that were stuck or just didn't know what to do. So it was, it was pretty challenging. We were stuck here. I could not go home. So that was when I learned that I needed to have an emergency kit sitting in my office, not just during hurricane season, <laughs> but for all of the times, because I got to sleep in my office and answer phone calls as they were coming in at two in the morning. It yes. was, it was a very interesting time, Keely, I will give you that. What was it like being a non-emergency management personnel at that time? You were in college at the time, weren't you? Um, I believe so. Yes. I have a bad Con, uh, you know, concept of time. So sometimes it just takes me a moment to remember what I was doing at certain times. Uh, but at that time, I'm, I'm originally from Illinois. I've been in Savannah, Georgia for quite a long time, more than half of my life now. But I was still pretty surprised at seeing how surprised people were about snow because where I was from, snow was very common. But that also meant we were very used to preparing for it. So we had the tools and supplies that we would need. But where I was at the time, it was that was not the case. There weren't like the supplies already on hand. People had to request certain snow removal tools or like buy more salt or sand to make sure that people could travel across the roads. Um, so that, that was my experience. And when I came here at, to SEMA, I got to learn about the four Ps, which is people, pets, uh, plants and pipes, which might surprise you, the pipes part, because you probably don't think about your pipes much during um, winter weather, or maybe at all, because I don't think about my pipes at all at any particular time. I don't think about my pipes. Time. That's a solid quote, Keely. Yeah, I, I really don't. Um, but, you know, one of the most important things we want to prepare for is, you know, the health and well-being of people during any kind of winter weather emergencies, and that comes with preparing for the cold. So some things that you might want to look out for or be aware of during um, winter weather or whenever it's chilly are things like hypothermia and frostbite. Now, a lot of people might not really be familiar with things like something like severe frostbite, but you probably have experienced a little bit of frost nip, which I learned is the word for when like the tips of your fingertips get really red or like when your ears get really red because... Um, that's like, that's like one of the steps or intermediate stages. And if, you, if you're experiencing that, you can just go to a warm room and go ahead and warm up. But it's important to know if you're experiencing something or you see somebody experiencing something like frostbite where the skin has changed color to like a purple or a black or a yellow that requires serious medical attention. So does something like hypothermia. But the important thing is to make sure that you're staying warm and that if you're going out, make sure that you have suitable winter weather if you are gonna be out in chilly conditions. You also wanna be keeping an eye on and making sure that you're able to get uh, the appropriate weather alerts. So how are you gonna find out if there's something like a frost advisory or if you're going to be chilled so that you can prepare appropriately? And of course, we all know, how much I love pets, especially my cat, who, know, who is known here at SEMA as Squidward. It's not his name, but his real name doesn't even matter anymore. That's his name for the purpose of his this name. podcast. 
Yes. Um, you want to look out for them too, because remember, they're small little creatures who are depending upon you to keep them safe during any severe winter weather conditions, especially if you have outdoor pets. Be on the lookout for those temperature drops so that you can make sure they're inside. And if you're walking your pet out during the cold weather, uh, maybe think about getting them a little coat, especially if they're like a short hair. And uh, look out for their paws as well. If they could be walking on these very chilled sidewalks or roads, those paws could be getting damaged or they could be getting chapped and you might want to invest in some paw salve or paw cream. But we don't have to just look out for our pets during the winter weather. One of the alerts that you might see uh, during winter weather is a frost advisory. Chelsea, that's um, important for plants too, right? Oh, absolutely. So not even just getting into like severe winter weather and ice and snow and all of the crazy that happened just a couple of years ago, just talking about frost can be kind of dangerous when you have plants that are outside or plants that you are trying to take very special care of. Now, you those that are watching this and not just listening, you will see a plant in my background. How this plant is still alive, I do not know. <laughs> I just, I cannot keep a plant alive. Thankfully, I can keep humans alive. I have, I have a child, but plants, I just really struggle with that. So, but if you are a plant person, and you want to take care of your plants, if we have a frost advisory or if they anticipate that temperatures are going to drop somewhere below 40 degrees, there's always a chance that it could dip and we could start to see some frost that can happen. And that's that like icy type crystals that form mostly. I realize that we have frost when it's on my windshield and I have to scrape it off in the morning and that's the worst. Uh, but it's extremely dangerous for those really fragile plants. So if you are a planter, I'm going to call you planters because I don't know another word for it. Uh, but if you are passionate about plants and you realize, hey, these are really sensitive and they may not do, excuse me, do well in the frost, you're going to need to cover those. And when we talk about the four P's, one of those P's is plants to making sure that you cover them. Now, I've had people call our office and say, well, I covered my plants, but I covered them in this plastic liner and now they're all dead. Well, no, that's, that's your first thing. problem. You tried, you, you tried really hard, but covering your plants in plastic is not good. In a pinch, it's better than nothing. But if it's super cold outside, if we're going to get that frost, or if we're going to get the ice that's coming in, plastic is not going to do well for your plants because it allows condensation to form underneath of it. And it's going to cause some significant challenges for your plant. And it could actually freeze and die off because of that. So you're recommended to have some type of cloth. You can grab blankets, you can grab moving blankets, things that you have inside of your home. It doesn't have to be anything special. Just try to avoid that plastic if you can to protect them as much as possible. Some people I have seen that have taken a cloth piece and then put plastic over top of it so that the cloth is touching the plant directly. That always works out well for you. Uh, there's lots of research out there. There's information um, on ready.gov talking about winter weather preparedness. So those are good places for you to check out more information about your plants. Now, Sakili mentioned earlier that she doesn't think much about pipes. Good thing she's not the one that's talking about pipes. That's definitely something yeah. that you want to consider <laughs> when we have winter weather here in Chatham County. So we, a lot of the places up north, they have insulation that surrounds their pipes because they're used to receiving those cold or freezing temperatures on a consistent basis. Here in the south, that's less likely, especially if you have an older home, if you're in the historic district, or if you are in a place that does not have 
you know, typically a lot of cold weather, like here in Savannah, you're likely to have freezing pipes or pipes that will burst if we get that cold, if, the, if we get those cold temperatures. So you can find ways to insulate your pipes or you can simply just let water drip through them to keep them active. Uh, you don't have to use a lot of water to drip through them when it's uh, potential for freezing, but just a slow drip for an, a period of time where we're supposed to have those extreme temperature changes will save you. Trust me, you do not want to deal with a pipe that is burst under your house or any part of your house. It can be extremely expensive. So you want to make sure that you're taking care of your pipes, you're taking care of your plants, you're taking care of your people, and you're taking care of your pets. And I always leave, pets are really, really important, aren't they, Skeely? Yes. Yes, they are. Skeely loves her pets, so we always have to include those two. But those are your four Ps. So I always like to say winter weather preparedness is brought to you by the letter P. <laughs> I love that. So um, we've gone over the four Ps and we have both kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but something that we have to consider uh, during winter weather is definitely power outages and how to potentially prepare for them. Uh, some of you may have actually lost power a little bit earlier this month um, with all of the weather advisories and warnings that we were getting. And you might have not been prepared for it, but thinking, hmm, what do I do? I have my hurricane kit, but I don't know if I, I don't know if that's also a power outage kit. Um, some good tips and just things to keep in mind for that. I want to, of course, bring up generators first. Uh, portable generators are great, but please be safe with them. You're going to be wanting to operate those outside and please never bring anything like a charcoal heater or operating a propane heater inside of your house. We don't want anybody to get carbon monoxide poisoning. Very, very carefully follow any instructions for anything that you're using to power your home uh, during a power outage or that you're using to warm your home, especially if, it's, especially if it's not battery operated. So be keeping an eye on that. And if you're not confident that you could uh, appropriately use that portable generator or a backup generator, maybe have a part of your emergency plan that includes going over to somebody else's home that's in a different area when the power is out where you can take shelter from the cold because it's most important that everyone is safe. I also wanted to mention um, including you know, things for your home in case of a power outage like portable batteries or battery operated devices and extra batteries for said devices. A good additions for like a power outage emergency kit or a general emergency kit are going to be things like blankets. You can also keep blankets and cardigans in your office or workplace or an extra pair of gloves so that you never have to go out into the cold and potentially experience any of those risks I was talking about earlier. But also consider having a small or medium-sized emergency kit in your car. Recently in the news, um, Chelsea also mentioned I-95, but in this case recently it was I-95 in Virginia where people were stuck for hours, um, almost 24 hours, I believe, due to snowfall. And of course, they weren't expecting to be on the road for 24 hours. You know, their gas tanks running low and they're going to be subjected to these cold conditions. And the same applies really for anywhere that you go. If you go out into your car during chilly winter weather conditions, are you prepared to potentially be in it for longer than you might have planned? So things to include in a car emergency kit, backup chargers and portable batteries for cell phones, and of course, blankets, cardigans, and anything that you might need if you were just in there for a little bit longer than you planned. Um, that's all that I can think of to say on power outages and winter weather car safety. Chelsea, did you have anything? 
Yeah, so I'm going to share a story. I was in college and I went to school at uh, Virginia Tech. I'm sure it's come up a couple of times in our podcast. I'm a huge fan of where I went to school. Um, only a couple of times, right? Yeah, like, but, uh, <laughs> there was one time that for whatever reason, my apartment was part of one strain of apartments that did not have power. Everybody else around us had power, but we did not. And my boyfriend at the time, we decided we, we were just going to stick it out. We were going to stay overnight and we we're going to just not have, not have power and just try to sleep there. We had our little dog and we were good. We thought we were going to be just fine. We woke up about 2 a.m. and we had just a giant pile of blankets on, but the temperature had dropped to the 30s in our house. And we realized that we were quickly in, in a lot of danger. So we had to go outside at three in the morning and try to scrape our car off, try to get out. And we put ourselves in a really rough situation that it didn't need to be that way. We were the only strand of apartments that didn't have power. We could have easily contacted somebody else. We could have gone somewhere else to be safe on the first hand. So this is kind of a warning and, and just something to think about. I know Sakili had mentioned See if you can find another place to go. See if you can find some place that has power. And if you can't, then see if you can go ahead and put in your emergency kit, have it in your supplies of, a, of an alternate heat source. After that time, we never wanted to be without a heat source again. So we found, I think it's called like Mr. Buddy. It's like a little heating source uh, that's safe to use inside of your home. There's a lot of these options that are available. If you are particularly vulnerable or you realize hey, I'm not going to be able to survive if my house were to reach 30 degrees on the inside. There's a lot of people in our community that fall into that circumstance. So make sure that you have an alternative heating source. I know it's not something that we think about a whole lot in the South, but last year, just last year in Texas, they had the, that freak snowstorm, that freak ice storm, and there were people without yes. power for days. Now, what happened in Texas will hopefully never happen here in Georgia, but a situation similar to that could. So we want to make sure that our, res res our residents are as prepared as they can be for any type of emergency. It's the whole point of our podcast. So we're going to share with you all of those pieces of information so that you can be as prepared as possible. So that's my little tidbit, a little story about me and a whole lot of snow and making some really poor decisions in college. That's what college is for, right? That's what college is for. <laughs> Making just absolutely terrible decisions. <laughs> I love it. All right. So 2022, we are off to a new start, a new year with different podcasts, different guests, some of the same guests. Don't get too excited. Um, Sakili and I talking a whole lot of stuff about how you can stay prepared. We hope that you continue to join us and continue to love our podcast in 2022. We had great success last year and we're hoping to continue. Next time we get together, I'm not gonna say next week because we're gonna keep you on your toes this year. We're not gonna be here every single week together. We're gonna try to throw them intermittently at least to a month though. So you can continue to hear our voices and see our beautiful faces. Next time we are gonna be joined by the good old Kelsey from the American Red Cross. And we're going to talk about how you can use alternative heat sources and things that you can do safely to make sure that you are staying warm this winter. Until then, see you next time. Bye, guys.